Section 2 of The Demonstration of the Apostolic Preaching by Irenaeus, translated by Armitage Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. For such is the state of those who have believed, since in them continually abides the Holy Spirit, who was given by him in baptism, and is retained by the receiver if he walks in truth and holiness and righteousness and patient endurance, for this soul has a resurrection in them that believe, the body receiving the soul again, and along with it by the power of the Holy Spirit being raised up and entering into the kingdom of God. This is the fruit of the blessing of Japheth, in the calling of the Gentiles made manifest through the church, standing in readiness to receive its dwelling in the house of Shem, according to the promise of God. That all these things would so come to pass, the Spirit of God declared beforehand by the prophets, that in respect of them the faith of those who worship God in truth should be confirmed. For what was an impossibility to our nature, and therefore ready to cause incredibility to mankind, this God caused to be made known beforehand by the prophets, in order that, through its having been foretold in times long before, and then at last finding effect in this day, even as it was foretold, we might know that it was God who thus proclaimed to us beforehand our redemption. So then, we must believe God in all things, for in all things God is true. Now that there was a Son of God, and that he existed not only before he appeared in the world, but also before the world was made, Moses, who was the first that prophesied, says in Hebrew, Bereshit bara Elohim basan benuam samentares. And this, translated into our language, is the sun in the beginning, God established then the heaven and the earth. This Jeremiah the prophet also testified, saying thus, Before the morning star I begat thee, and before the sun is thy name. And that is, before the creation of the world, for together with the world the stars were made. And again the same says, Blessed is he who was, before he became man, because for God the Son was as the beginning, and before that he was not for us, who knew him not. Wherefore also his disciple John, in teaching us who is the Son of God, who was with the Father before the world was made, and that all the things that were made were made by him, says thus, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made showing with certainty that the Word, who was in the beginning with the Father, and by whom all things were made, this is his Son. And again Moses tells how the Son of God drew near to hold converse with Abraham. And God appeared unto him by the oak of Mamre, in the middle of the day. And looking up with his eyes, he beheld, and lo, three men stood over against him. And he bowed himself down to the earth, and said, Lord, if indeed I have found favour in thy sight." and all that which follows he spake with the Lord, and the Lord spake with him. Now two of the three were angels, but one was the Son of God, with whom also Abraham spake, pleading on behalf of the men of Sodom, that they should not perish if at least ten righteous should be found there. And whilst these were speaking, the two angels entered into Sodom, and Lot received them. And then the scripture says, And the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven, that is to say, the son who spake with Abraham, being Lord, received power to punish the men of Sodom from the Lord out of heaven, even from the Father who rules over all. So Abraham was a prophet and saw things to come, which were to take place in human form, even the Son of God, that he should speak with men and eat with them, 
and then should bring in the judgment from the father having received from him who rules over all the power to punish the men of sodom and jacob when he went into mesopotamia saw him in a dream standing upon the ladder that is the tree which was set up from earth to heaven for thereby they that believe on him go up to the heavens for his sufferings are our ascension on high and all such visions point to the son of god speaking with men and being in their midst for it was not the father of all who is not seen by the world the maker of all who said heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool what house will ye build me or what is the place of my rest and who comprehendeth the earth with his hand and with his span the heaven it was not he that came and stood in a very small space and spake with abraham but the word of god who was ever with mankind and made known beforehand what should come to pass in the future and taught men the things of god he it is who spake with moses in the bush and said seeing have i seen the affliction of my people that is in egypt and i am come down to deliver them he it is who came forth and came down for the deliverance of the oppressed bringing us out from the power of the egyptians that is from all idolatry and impiety and delivering us from the red sea that is delivering us from the deadly confusion of the gentiles and the grievous vexation of their blasphemy for in them the word of god prepared and rehearsed beforehand the things concerning us and he set forth in types beforehand that which was to be now in very truth he has brought us out from the cruel service of the gentiles and a stream of water in the desert has he made to flow forth in abundance from a rock and that rock is himself and has given twelve fountains that is the teaching of the twelve apostles and the obstinate unbelievers he brought to an end and consumed in the wilderness but those who believed on him and in malice were children he made to enter into the inheritance of the fathers whom not moses but jesus puts in possession of the heritage who also delivers us from amalek by the expansion of his hands and brings us to the kingdom of the father so then the father is lord and the son is lord and the father is god and the son is god for that which is begotten of god is god and so in the substance and power of his being there is shown forth one god but there is also according to the economy of our redemption both son and father because to created things the father of all is invisible and unapproachable therefore those who are to draw near to god must have their access to the father through the son and yet more plainly and evidently does david speak concerning the father and the son as follows thy throne o god is for ever and ever thou hast loved righteousness and hated unrighteousness therefore god hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows for the son as being god receives from the father that is from god the throne of the everlasting kingdom and the oil of anointing above his fellows the oil of anointing is the spirit wherewith he has been anointed and his fellows are prophets and righteous men and apostles all who receive the fellowship of his kingdom that is to say his disciples and again david says the lord said unto my lord sit on my right hand until i make thy enemies thy footstool the rod of thy strength shall the lord send forth from zion and rule thou in the midst of thy enemies with thee in the beginning in the day of thy power in the brightness of the holy ones from the womb before the morning star i begat thee the lord swore and will not repent thou art a priest for ever after the order of melchizedek and the lord on thy right hand hath broken in pieces kings in the day of wrath he shall judge among the gentiles he shall fill up the ruins and shall break in pieces the heads of many on the earth he shall drink of the brook in the way 
therefore shall he lift up the head. Now hereby he proclaimed that he came into being before all, and that he rules over the Gentiles, and judges all mankind, and the kings who now hate him and persecute his name, for these are his enemies, and in calling him God's priest forever he declared his immortality. And therefore he said, He shall drink of the brook in the way, therefore shall he lift up the head, proclaiming the exaltation with glory that followed on his humanity, and humiliation and ingloriousness. And again Isaiah the prophet says, Thus saith the Lord God to my anointed the Lord, whose right hand I have held, that the Gentiles should hearken before him. And how the Christ is called Son of God and King of the Gentiles, that is, of all mankind, and that he not only is called, but is Son of God and King of all, David declares thus, The Lord said unto me, Thou art my Son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I will give thee the Gentiles for thy inheritance, and for a possession the utmost parts of the earth. These things were not said of David, for neither over the Gentiles, nor over the utmost parts did he rule, but only over the Jews. So then it is plain that the promise to the anointed to reign over the utmost parts of the earth is to the Son of God, whom David himself acknowledges as his Lord, saying thus, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit on my right hand, and so forth, as we have said above. For he means that the Father speaks with the Son, as we showed a little before, as to Isaiah, that he said thus, God saith to my anointed the Lord, that the Gentiles should hearken before him. For the promise is the same by the two prophets, that he should be king, so that the speech of God is addressed to one and the same, I mean to Christ the Son of God. Forasmuch as David says, The Lord said unto me, it is necessary to say that it is not David who speaks, nor any one of the prophets in his own person, for it is not a man who speaks the prophecies, but the Spirit of God, assimilating and likening himself to the persons represented, but the Spirit of God, assimilating and likening himself to the persons represented, speaks in the prophets, and utters the words sometimes from Christ, and sometimes from the Father. So then, right fitly, Christ says through David that he converses with the Father, and right worthily does he say the other things concerning himself through the prophets, as in other instances, so also after this manner by Isaiah. And now, thus saith the Lord, who formed me as his servant from the womb, to gather Jacob and to gather Israel unto him, and I shall be glorified before the Lord, and my God shall be a strength unto me. And he said, A great thing shall it be to thee to be called my servant, to establish and confirm the tribe of Jacob, and to turn again the dispersion of Israel. And I have set thee for a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldst be for salvation unto the end of the earth. Here, first of all, is seen that the Son of God pre-existed, from the fact that the Father spake with him, and before he was born revealed him to men, and next, that he must needs be born a man among men, and that the same God forms him from the womb, that is, that of the Spirit of God he should be born, and that he is Lord of all men, and Saviour of them that believe on him, both Jews and others. For the people of the Jews is called Israel in the Hebrew language, from Jacob their father, who was the first to be called Israel, and Gentiles he calls the whole of mankind. And that the Son of the Father calls himself Servant, this is on account of his subjection to the Father, for among men also every son is the servant of his Father. That Christ then, being Son of God before all the world, is with the Father, 
being with the Father, is also nigh and close, and joined unto mankind, and is King of all, because the Father has subjected all things unto him, and Saviour of them that do believe on him, such things do the Scriptures declare. For it is not feasible and possible to enumerate every Scripture in order, and from these you may understand the others also which have been spoken in like manner believing in christ and seeking understanding and comprehension from god so as to understand what has been spoken by the prophets and that this christ who was with the father being the word of the father was thereafter to be made flesh and become man and undergo the process of birth and be born of a virgin and dwell among men the father of all bringing about his incarnation isaiah says thus Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive, and shall bring forth a son, and ye shall call him Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, before he knoweth or selecteth the evil, he chooseth the good. For before the child knoweth good or evil, he rejecteth wickedness to choose the good. So he proclaimed his birth from a virgin, and that he was truly man, he declared beforehand by his eating, and also because he called him the child and further by giving him a name, for this is the custom also for one that is born. And his name is twofold, in the Hebrew tongue, Messiah, Jesus, and in ours, Christ, Saviour. And the two names are names of works actually wrought, for he was named Christ because through him the Father anointed and adorned all things, and because on his coming as man he was anointed with the Spirit of God and his Father as also by Isaiah he says of himself, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, wherefore he hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. And he was named Saviour for this, that he became the cause of salvation to those who at that time were delivered by him from all sickness and from death, and to those who afterwards believed on him, the author of salvation, in the future and for evermore. For this cause, then, is he Saviour, now Emmanuel is being interpreted with you God, as a yearning cry uttered by the prophet, such as this, with us shall be God, according to which it is the explanation and manifestation of the good tidings proclaimed. For behold, he saith, a virgin shall conceive, and shall bring forth a son, and he, being God, is to be with us. And, as if altogether astonished at these things, he proclaims in regard to these future events, that with us shall be God, and yet again concerning his birth the same prophet says in another place before she that travailed gave birth and before the pains of travail came on she escaped and was delivered of a man-child thus he showed that his birth from the virgin was unforeseen and unexpected and again the same prophet says unto us a son is born and unto us a child is given and his name is called wonderful counsellor mighty god he calls him wonderful counsellor meaning of the father whereby it is declared that the Father works all things together with him, as is contained in the first book of Moses, which is entitled Genesis. And God said, Let us make man after our image and likeness. For there is seen in this place the Father speaking to the Son, the wonderful counsellor of the Father. Moreover, he is also our counsellor, giving advice, not compelling as God, even though he is mighty God, as he says, but giving advice that we should forsake ignorance and acquire knowledge and depart from error and come to the truth and put away corruption and receive incorruption and again isaiah says and they shall wish that they had been burnt with fire for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given whose government is upon his shoulders and his name is called angel of great counsel 
for I will bring peace upon the rulers, again peace and health unto him. Great is his rule, and of his peace there is no bound, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to prosper and complete, to aid and undertake, in righteousness and judgment, from this time forth and for evermore. For hereby the Son of God is proclaimed as being born, and also as eternal king, but they shall wish that they had been burnt with fire, is said of those who believe not on him, and who have done to him all that they have done, for they shall say in the judgment how much better that we had been burnt with fire before the Son of God was born, than that when he was born we should not have believed on him. Because for those who died before Christ appeared, there is hope that in the judgment of the risen they may obtain salvation, even such as feared God and died in righteousness, and had in them the Spirit of God, as the patriarchs and prophets and righteous men but for those who after christ's appearing believed not on him there is a vengeance without pardon in the judgment now in this whose government is upon his shoulder the cross is in a figure declared on which he was nailed back for that which was and is a reproach to him and for his sake to us even the cross this same is says he his government being a sign of his kingdom and angel of great counsel, he says, that is, of the Father, whom he hath declared unto us. That the Son of God should be born, and in what way he was to be born, and that he should be shown to be Christ, from what has been said, it is plain how this was made known beforehand by the prophets, and in addition to this, in what land and among whom of mankind he was to be born, and to appear, this also was proclaimed beforehand with words such as these. Moses in Genesis says thus, there shall not fail a prince from Judah, nor a leader from his loins, until he shall come for whom it remaineth, and he shall be the expectation of the Gentiles, washing his robe in wine, and his garment in the blood of the grape. Now Judah was the ancestor of the Jews, the son of Jacob, from whom also they obtained the name. And there failed not a prince among them, and a leader until the coming of Christ, but from the time of his coming the might of the quiver was captured, the land of the Jews was given over into subjection to the Romans, and they had no longer a prince or king of their own. For he was come, for whom remaineth in heaven the kingdom, who also washed his robe in wine, and his garment in the blood of the grape. His robe, as also his garment, are those who believe on him, whom also he cleansed, redeeming us by his blood. And his blood is said to be the blood of the grape, for even as the blood of the grape no man maketh but God produceth, and maketh glad them that drink thereof, so also his flesh and blood no man wrought but God made. The Lord himself gave the sign of the virgin, even the Emmanuel, which was from the virgin, and who also maketh glad them that drink of him, that is to say, who receive his spirit, even everlasting gladness. Wherefore also he is the expectation of the Gentiles, of those who hope in him, because we expect of him that he will establish again the kingdom. And again Moses says, There shall rise a star out of Jacob, and a leader shall be raised up out of Israel, showing yet more plainly that the dispensation of his coming in flesh should be among the Jews. And from Jacob and from the tribe of Judah, he who was born, coming down from heaven, took upon him this economy of dispensation, for the star appeared in heaven. And by leader he means king, because he is the king of all the redeemed. 
and at his birth the star appeared to the magi who dwelt in the east and thereby they learnt that christ was born and they came to judea led by the star until the star came to bethlehem where christ was born and entered the house wherein was laid the child wrapped in swaddling clothes and it stood over his head declaring to the magi the son of god the christ moreover isaiah himself yet further says and there shall come forth a rod out of the roots of jesse and a flower from his root shall come forth and the spirit of god shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and of understanding the spirit of counsel and of might the spirit of knowledge and of godliness the spirit of the fear of god shall fill him not according to opinion shall he judge and not according to speech shall he reprove but he shall judge judgment for the humble and show mercy to the humble of the earth and he shall smite the earth with the word of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the impious man and he shall be girt about his loins with righteousness and with truth encompassed about his reins and the wolf shall feed with the lamb and the leopard with the kid and the calf and the lion shall pasture together and a sucking child shall put his hand on the hole of the asps and on the lair of the offspring of the asps and they shall not hurt him and in that day there shall be a root of jesse and he that riseth up to rule the gentiles in him shall the gentiles hope and his rising up shall be honour by these words he states that he was born from her who was of the race of david and of abraham for jesse was the descendant of abraham and the father of david and david's descendant the virgin was who conceived christ now as to the rod for this cause also moses with a rod showed the mighty works to pharaoh and with other men also the rod is a sign of rule and by flower he means his flesh for from spirit it budded forth as we have said before now not according to opinion shall he judge and not according to speech shall he reprove but he shall judge judgment for the humble and shall show mercy to the humble on the earth by this he the more establishes and declares his godhead for to judge without respect of persons and partiality and not as favouring the illustrious but affording to the humble worthy and like and equal treatment accords with the height and summit of the righteousness of god for god is influenced and moved by none save only the righteous and to show mercy is the peculiar attribute of god who by mercy is able to save and he shall smite the earth with a word and slay the impious with a word only this belongs to god who worketh all things with a word and in saying he shall be girt about his loins with righteousness and with truth encompassed about his reins he declares his human form and aspect and his own surpassing righteousness now as to the union and concord and peace of the animals of different kinds which by nature are opposed and hostile to each other the elders say that so it will be in truth at the coming of christ when he is to reign over all for already in a symbol he announces the gathering together in peace and concord through the name of christ of men of unlikely races and yet of like dispositions for when thus united on the righteous who are likened to calves and lambs and kids and sucking children those inflict no hurt at all who in the former time were through their rapacity like wild beasts in manners and disposition both men and women so much so that some of them were like wolves and lions ravaging the weak and warring on their equals while the women were like leopards or asps who slew it may be even their loved ones with deadly poisons or by reason of lustful desire but now coming together in one name they have acquired righteous habits by the grace of god changing their wild and untamed nature and this has come to pass already 
for those who were before exceeding wicked, so that they left no work of ungodliness undone, learning of Christ and believing on him, have at once believed and been changed, so as to leave no excellency of righteousness undone, so great is the transformation which faith in Christ the Son of God effects for those who believe on him. And he says, rising up to rule the Gentiles, because he is to die and rise again, and be confessed and believed as the Son of God and King. On this account, he says, and his rising up shall be honour, that is, glory, for then was he glorified as God when he rose. Wherefore again the prophet says, In that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen, that body of Christ, which, as we have said before, is born of David, he plainly declares as after death rising from the dead. For the body is called a tabernacle. For by these words he says that he who according to the flesh is of the race of David will be Christ the Son of God, and that he will die and rise again, and that he is in aspect a man but in power God, and that he himself will be as judge of all the world, and as the only worker of righteousness and redeemer, all this the scripture declared. And again the prophet Micah speaks of the place where Christ should be born, that it should be in Bethlehem of Judea, saying thus, and thou, Bethlehem of Judea, art thou the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a prince who shall feed my people Israel. But Bethlehem is the native place of David, so that not only in respect of the virgin who bore him is he of David's race, but also in respect of his birth in Bethlehem, the native place of David. And again David says that of his race Christ is to be born, speaking after this manner, For David my servant's sake, turn not away the face of thy Christ, the Lord swore truth unto David, and he will not disappoint him. Of the fruit of thy body will I set on thy throne, if thy children shall keep my covenant and my testimonies, which I covenanted with them. Their sons for evermore shall sit upon thy throne. But none of the sons of David reigned for evermore, nor was their kingdom for evermore, for it was brought to naught. But the king that was born of David, he is Christ." All these testimonies declare in plain terms his descent according to the flesh, and the race and place where he was to be born, so that no man should seek among the Gentiles or elsewhere for the birth of the Son of God, but in Bethlehem of Judea, from Abraham and from David's race. And the manner of his entry into Jerusalem, which was the capital of Judea, where also was his royal seat and the temple of God, the prophet Isaiah declares, Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, a king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, a colt, the foal of an ass. For sitting on an ass's colt, so he entered into Jerusalem, the multitudes strewing and putting down for him their garments. And by the daughter of Zion he means Jerusalem. So then, that the Son of God should be born, and in what manner born, and where he was to be born, and that Christ is the one eternal King, the prophets thus declared. And again they told beforehand concerning him, how sprung from mankind he should heal those whom he healed, and raise the dead whom he raised, and be hated and despised, and undergo sufferings, and be put to death, and crucified, even as he was hated and despised and put to death. At this point let us speak of his healings. Isaiah says thus, He took our infirmities, and bare our sicknesses. That is to say, he shall take and shall bear. For there are passages in which the Spirit of God through the prophets recounts things that are to be as having taken place. For that which with God is essayed and conceived of as determined to take place is reckoned as having already taken place, and the Spirit, regarding and seeing the time in which the issues of the prophecy are fulfilled, 
utters the words accordingly, and concerning the kind of healing, thus will he make mention, saying, In that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and in darkness and in mist the eyes of the blind shall see. And the same says again, Be strong, ye weak hands, and feeble and trembling knees, be comforted, ye that are of a fearful mind, be strong, fear not, behold, our God will recompense judgment, he will come and save us, then shall the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall hear, then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the stammerers shall be plain. And concerning the dead, that they shall be raised, he says thus, the dead shall be raised, and they that are in the tombs shall be raised. And in bringing these things to pass, he shall be believed to be the Son of God. And that he shall be despised and tormented, and in the end put to death, Isaiah says thus, Behold, my son shall understand, and shall be exalted, and glorified greatly. Even as many shall be astonished at thee, so without glory shall thy form be from men. And many races shall be astonished, and kings shall shut their mouths, for they to whom it was not declared concerning him shall see, and they who have not heard shall consider. Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? We declared before him as a child, as a root in a dry ground, and there is to him no form nor glory, and we saw him, and he had no form nor beauty, and his form was without honour, meaner than that of other men, a man in chastisement, and acquainted with the bearing of pain for his face was turned away he was dishonoured and made of no account he beareth our sins and for our sakes endureth pain and we accounted him to be in pain and chastisement and affliction but he was wounded for our iniquities and was tormented for our sins the discipline of our peace was upon him by his stripes we were healed by these words it is declared that he was tormented as also david says and i was tormented now David was never tormented, but Christ was, when the command was given that he should be crucified. And again by Isaiah his word says, I gave my back to scourging, and my cheeks to smiting, and my face I turned not away from the shame of spitting. And Jeremiah the prophet says the same, thus, He shall give his cheek to the smiter, he shall be filled with reproaches. All these things Christ suffered. Now what follows in Isaiah is this, By his stripes we were healed, all we like sheep went astray, a man in his way went astray, and the Lord delivered him up to our sins. It is manifest, therefore, that by the will of the Father these things occurred to him for the sake of our salvation. Then he says, and he by reason of his suffering opened not his mouth, as a sheep to the slaughter was he brought, as a lamb dumb before the shearer. Behold how he declares his voluntary coming to death, and when the prophet says, in the humiliation his judgment was taken away, he signifies the appearance of his humiliation, according to the form of the abasement was the taking away of judgment, and the taking away of judgment is for some unto salvation, and to some unto the torments of perdition, for there is a taking away for a person, and also from a person. So also with the judgment, those for whom it is taken away have it unto the torments of their perdition, but those from whom it is taken away are saved by it. Now, those took away to themselves the judgment who crucified him. And when they had done this to him, believed not on him, for through that judgment which was taken away by them, they shall be destroyed with torments. And from them that believe on him the judgment is taken away, and they are no longer under it. And the judgment is that which by fire will be the destruction of the unbelievers at the end of the world. 
Then, he says, his generation, who shall declare? This was said to warn us, lest on account of his enemies and the outrage of his sufferings, we should despise him as a mean and contemptible man. For he who endured all this has an undeclarable generation, for by generation he means descent, for he who is his father is undeclarable and unspeakable. Know therefore that such descent was his who endured these sufferings, and despise him not because of these sufferings which for thy sake he of purpose endured, but fear him because of his descent. And in another place Jeremiah says, The spirit of our face, the Lord Christ, and how he was taken in their snares, of whom we said, Under his shadow we shall live among the Gentiles, that, being the Spirit of God, Christ was to become a suffering man, the Scripture declares, and is, as it were, amazed and astonished at his sufferings, that in such manner he was to endure sufferings, under whose shadow we said that we should live. And by shadow he means his body, for just as a shadow is made by a body, so also Christ's body was made by his Spirit. But further, the humiliation and contemptibility of his body he indicates by the shadow, for as the shadow of bodies standing aright is upon the ground and is trodden upon, so also the body of Christ fell upon the ground by his sufferings and was trodden on indeed. And he named Christ's body a shadow because the Spirit overlooked it, as it were with glory and covered it. Moreover, oftentimes when the Lord passed by, they laid those who were held by diverse diseases in the way, and on whomsoever his shadow fell, they were healed. And again the same prophet says thus concerning the sufferings of Christ, Behold how the righteous is destroyed, and no man layeth it to heart, and righteous men are taken away, and no man understandeth. For from the face of iniquity is the taking away of the righteous. Peace shall be his burial. He hath been taken away from the midst. And who else is perfectly righteous but the Son of God, who makes righteous and perfects them that believe on him, who like unto him are persecuted and put to death? But in saying, Peace shall be his burial, he declares how on account of our redemption he died, for it is in the peace of redemption. And also he declares that by his death those who aforetime were enemies and opposed to one another, believing with one accord upon him, should have peace with one another, becoming friends and beloved on account of their common faith in him, as indeed they have become. But in saying, He hath been taken away from the midst, he signifies his resurrection from the dead. Moreover, because he appeared no more after his death and burial, the prophet declares that, after dying and rising again, he was to remain immortal, saying thus, He asked life, and thou gavest it him, and length of days, for ever and ever. Now what is this that he says, he asked life, since he was about to die? He proclaims his resurrection from the dead, and that, being raised from the dead, he is immortal. For he received both life that he should rise, and length of days for ever and ever, that he should be incorruptible. And again David says thus concerning the death and resurrection of Christ, I laid me down and slept, I awaked, for the Lord received me. David said not this of himself, for he was not raised after death, but the Spirit of Christ, who spake also in other prophets concerning him, says here by David, I laid me down and slept, I awaked, for the Lord received me. By sleep he means death, for he arose again. And again David says thus concerning the sufferings of Christ. Why did the Gentiles rage and the people imagine vain things? Kings rose up on the earth and princes were gathered together against the Lord and his anointed. For Herod the king of the Jews and Pontius Pilate, the governor of Claudius Caesar, came together and condemned him to be crucified. For Herod feared 
as though he were to be an earthly king lest he should be expelled by him from the kingdom but pilate was constrained by herod and the jews that were with him against his will to deliver him from death for they threatened him if he should not rather do this than act contrary to caesar by letting go a man who is called a king and further concerning the sufferings of christ the same prophet says thou hast repelled and despised us and hast cast away thine anointed thou hast broken the covenant of my servant thou hast cast his holiness on the ground thou hast overthrown all his hedges thou hast made his strongholds to tremble they that pass on the way have ravaged him he is become a reproach to his neighbours thou hast exalted the right hand of his oppressors thou hast made his enemies to rejoice over him thou hast turned away the help of his sword and gavest him not a hand in the battle thou hast removed and thrown him down from purification thou hast overturned his throne upon the ground thou hast shortened the days of his time and hast poured forth shame upon him that he should endure these things and that too by the will of the father he manifestly declared for by the will of the father he was to endure sufferings and zechariah says thus sword awake against my shepherd and against the man that is my companion smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered and this came to pass when he was taken by the jews for all the disciples forsook him fearing lest they should die with him for not yet did they steadfastly believe on him until they had seen him risen from the dead again he says to the twelve prophets and they bound him and brought him as a present to the king for pontius pilate was governor of judea and he had at that time resentful enmity against herod the king of the jews but then when christ was brought to him bound pilate sent him to herod giving command to inquire of him that he might know of a certainty what he should desire concerning him making christ a convenient occasion of reconciliation with the king and in jeremiah he thus declares his death and descent into hell saying and the lord the holy one of israel remembered his dead which aforetime fell asleep in the dust of the earth and he went down unto them to bring the tidings of his salvation to deliver them in this place he also renders the cause of his death for his descent into hell was the salvation of them that had passed away and again concerning his cross isaiah says thus i have stretched out my hands all the day long to a disobedient and gainsaying people for this is an indication of the cross and yet more manifestly david says hunting dogs encompassed me the assembly of evildoers came about me they pierced my hands and my feet and again he says my heart became even as wax melting in the midst of my body and they put asunder my bones and again he says spare my soul from the sword and nail my flesh for the assembly of evildoers hath risen up against me in these words with manifest clearness he signifies that he should be crucified and moses says this same thing to the people thus and thy life shall be hanged up before thine eyes and thou shalt fear by day and by night and thou shalt not believe in thy life and again david says they looked upon me they parted my garments among them and upon my vesture they cast lots for at his crucifixion the soldiers parted his garments as they were wont and the garments they parted by tearing but for the vesture because it was woven from the top and was not sewn they cast lots that to whomsoever it should fall he should take it and again jeremiah the prophet says and they took the thirty pieces of silver the price of him that was sold whom they bought from the children of israel and they gave them for the potter's field as the lord commanded me 
for Judas, being one of Christ's disciples, agreed with the Jews and covenanted with them when he saw they desired to kill him because he had been reproved by him, and he took the thirty staters of the province and betrayed Christ unto them. And then, repenting of what he had done, he gave the silver back again to the rulers of the Jews and hanged himself. But they, thinking it not right to cast it into their treasury, because it was the price of blood, bought with it the ground that was a certain potter's for the burial of strangers. And at his crucifixion, when he asked a drink, they gave him to drink vinegar mingled with gall. And this was declared through David, they gave gall to my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. And that, being raised from the dead, he was to ascend into heaven, David says thus, the chariot of God is ten thousandfold, thousands are the drivers. The Lord is among them in Sinai, in his sanctuary. He ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. He received, he gave gifts to men. And by captivity he means the destruction of the rule of the apostate angels. He declares also the place where he was to ascend into heaven from the earth. For the Lord, he says, from Zion ascended up on high. For over against Jerusalem on the mount, which is called the Mount of Olives, after he was risen from the dead, he assembled his disciples, and expounded to them the things concerning the kingdom of heaven, and they saw that he ascended, and they saw how the heavens were opened, and received him. And the same, says David again, lift up your gates, ye rulers, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting gates, and the king of glory shall come in. For the everlasting gates are the heavens, but because the word descended invisible to created things, he was not made known in his descent to them. Because the word was made flesh, he was visible in his ascension, and when the powers saw him, the angels below cried out to those who were on the firmament, Lift up your gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting gates, that the King of glory may come in. And when they marvelled and said, Who is this? Those who had already seen him testified a second time, The Lord, strong and mighty, he is the King of glory. And being raised from the dead and exalted at the Father's right hand, he awaits the time appointed by the Father for the judgment, when all enemies shall be put under him. Now the enemies are all those who were found in apostasy, angels and archangels and powers and thrones, who despised the truth. And the prophet David himself says thus, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit on my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. And that he ascended thither, whence he had come down, David says, from the end of heaven is his going forth, and his cessation even at the end of heaven. Then he signifies his judgment, and there is none that shall be hid from his heat. If then the prophets prophesied that the Son of God was to appear upon the earth, and prophesied also where on the earth, and how, and in what manner he should make known his appearance, and all these prophecies the Lord took upon himself, our faith in him was well founded, and the tradition of the preaching is true, that is to say, the testimony of the apostles, who, being sent forth by the Lord, preached in all the world the Son of God, who came to suffer, and endured to the destruction of death and the quickening of the flesh, that by the putting away of the enmity towards God, which is unrighteousness, we should obtain peace with Him, doing that which is pleasing to Him. And this was declared by the prophets in the words, How beautiful are the feet of them that bring tidings of peace, and of them that bring tidings of good things, and that these were to go forth from Judea and from Jerusalem, to declare to us the word of God, which is the law for us. Isaiah says thus, For from Zion shall come forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and that in all the earth they were to preach, David says, Into all the earth went forth their speech and their words to the ends of the world. 
and that not by the much speaking of the law but by the brevity of faith and love men were to be saved isaiah says thus a word brief and short in righteousness for a short word will god make in the whole world and therefore the apostle says love is the fulfilling of the law for he who loves god has fulfilled the law moreover the lord when he was asked which is the first commandment said thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy strength and the second is like unto it thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself on these two commandments he says all the law hangeth and the prophets so then by our faith in him he has made our love to god and our neighbour to grow making us godly and righteous and good and therefore a short word has god made on the earth in the world and that after his ascension he was to be exalted above all and that there shall be none to be compared and equalled unto him isaiah says thus who is he that entereth into judgment with me let him stand up against me and who is he who is justified let him draw near to the lord's son woe unto you for ye shall grow old as a garment and the moth shall devour you and all flesh shall be humbled and abased and the lord alone shall be exalted in the highest and that in the end by his name they should be saved who served god isaiah says and on those who serve me a new name shall be called which shall be blessed upon the earth and they shall bless the true god and that this blessing he himself should bring about and himself should redeem us by his own blood isaiah declared saying no mediator no angel but the lord himself saved them because he loved them and spared them he himself redeemed them that he would not send back the redeemed to the legislation of moses for the law was fulfilled in christ but would have them live in newness by the word through faith in the son of god and love isaiah declared saying remember not the former things nor bring to mind the things that were in the beginning behold i make new things which shall now spring up and ye shall know them and i will make in the wilderness a way and in the waterless place streams to give drink to my chosen race and to my people whom i have purchased to declare my virtues now a wilderness and a waterless place was at first the calling of the gentiles for the word had not passed through them nor given them the holy spirit to drink who fashioned the new way of godliness and righteousness and made copious streams to spring forth disseminating over the earth the holy spirit even as it had been promised through the prophets that in the end of the days he should pour out the spirit upon the face of the earth therefore by newness of the spirit is our calling and not in the oldness of the letter even as jeremiah prophesied behold the days come saith the lord that i will accomplish for the house of israel and for the house of judah the covenant of the testament which i covenanted with their fathers on the day when i took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of egypt because they continued not in the covenant and i regarded them not saith the lord for this is the covenant of the testament that i will covenant with the house of israel after those days saith the lord i will put my laws into their minds and write them in their hearts and i will be to them a god and they shall be to me a people and they shall not teach any more every man his neighbour and every man his brother saying know the lord for all shall know me from the least to the greatest of them for i will pardon and be merciful unto the sins of their iniquities and their sins will i remember no more and that these promises the calling from among the gentiles should inherit to whom also the new testament was opened up isaiah says thus these things saith the god of israel in that day a man shall trust in his maker and his eyes shall look to the holy one of israel and they shall not trust in altars nor in the work of their own hands which their fingers have made 
for very plainly this was said of such as have forsaken idols and believed in god our maker through the holy one of israel and the holy one of israel is christ and he became visible to men and to him we look eagerly and behold him and we trust not in altars nor in the works of our hands and that he should become visible amongst us for the son of god became son of man and be found for us who before had no knowledge of him the word himself says thus in isaiah i became manifest to them that sought me not i was found of them that asked not for me i said behold here i am to a race that called not on my name and that this race was to become an holy people was declared in the twelve prophets by hosea thus i will call that which was not my people my people and her that was not beloved beloved it shall come to pass that in the place where it was called not my people there shall they be called sons of the living god this also is that which was said by john the baptist that god is able of these stones to raise up sons to abraham for our hearts being withdrawn and taken away from the stony worship by means of faith behold god and become sons of abraham who is justified by faith and therefore god says by ezekiel the prophet and i will give them another heart and a new spirit will i give them and i will withdraw and take away the stony heart from their flesh and i will give them another heart of flesh so that they shall walk in my precepts and shall keep my ordinances and do them and they shall be to me for a people and i will be to them for a god so then by the new calling a change of heart in the gentiles came to pass through the word of god when he was made flesh and tabernacled with men as also his disciple john says and his word was made flesh and dwelt among us wherefore the church beareth much fruit of the redeemed because no longer moses as mediator nor elijah as messenger but the lord himself has redeemed us granting many more children to the church than to the first synagogue as isaiah declared saying rejoice thou barren that didst not hear the barren is the church which never at all in former times presented sons to god cry out and call thou that didst not travail for the children of the desolate are more than of her which hath an husband now the first synagogue had as husband the law moreover moses in deuteronomy says that the gentiles should be the head and the unbelieving people the tail and again he says ye provoked me to jealousy with those that are no gods and angered me with your idols and i will provoke you to jealousy with that which is no nation and with a foolish nation will i anger you because they forsook the god who is and worshipped and served the gods who are not and they slew the prophets of god and prophesied for baal who was the idol of the canaanites and the son of god who is they despised and condemned but they chose barabbas the robber who had been taken for murder and the eternal king they disavowed and they acknowledged as their king the temporal caesar so it pleased god to grant their inheritance to the foolish gentiles even to those who were not of the polity of god and knew not what god is since then by this calling life has been given us and god has summed up again for himself in us the faith of abraham we ought not to turn back any more i mean to the first legislation for we have received the lord of the law the son of god and by faith in him we learn to love god with all our heart and our neighbour as ourselves now the love of god is far from all sin and love to the neighbour worketh no ill to the neighbour wherefore also we need not the law as a tutor behold with the father we speak and in his presence we stand being children in malice and grown strong in all righteousness and soberness for no longer shall the law say do not commit adultery to him who has no desire at all for another's wife and thou shalt not kill to him who has put away from himself all anger and enmity 
and thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's field or ox or ass to those who have no care at all for earthly things but store up their heavenly fruits nor an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth to him who counts no man his enemy but all men his neighbours and therefore cannot stretch out his hand at all for vengeance it will not require tithes of him who consecrates all his possessions to god leaving father and mother and all his kindred and following the word of god and there will be no command to remain idle for one day of rest to him who perpetually keeps sabbath that is to say who in the temple of god which is man's body does service to god and in every hour works righteousness for i desire mercy he saith and not sacrifice and the knowledge of god more than burnt offerings but the wicked that sacrificeth to me a calf is as if he should kill a dog and that offereth fine flour as though he offered swine's blood but whosoever shall call on the name of the lord shall be saved there is none other name of the lord given under heaven whereby men are saved save that of god which is jesus christ the son of god to which also the demons are subject and evil spirits and all apostate energies by the invocation of the name of jesus christ crucified under pontius pilate there is a separation and division among mankind and wheresoever any of those who believe on him shall invoke and call upon him and do his will he is near and present fulfilling the requests of those who with pure hearts call upon him whereby receiving salvation we continually give thanks to god who by his great inscrutable and unsearchable wisdom delivered us and proclaimed the salvation from heaven to wit the visible coming of our lord that is his living as man to which we ourselves could not attain for the things which are impossible with men are possible with god wherefore also jeremiah saith concerning her i e wisdom who hath gone up into heaven and taken her and brought her down from the clouds who hath gone over the sea found her and will bring her for choice gold there is none that hath found her way nor any that comprehendeth her path but he that knoweth all things knoweth her by his understanding he that prepareth the earth for evermore hath filled it with four-footed beasts he that sendeth forth the light and it goeth he called it and it obeyed him with fear and the stars shined in their watches and were glad he called them and they said here we be they shined with gladness unto him that made them this is our god there shall none other be accounted of it in comparison with him he hath found out every way by knowledge and hath given it unto jacob his servant and to israel that is beloved of him afterward did he appear upon earth and was conversant with men this is the book of the commandments of god and of the law which endureth for ever all they that hold it fast are appointed to life but such as leave it shall die now by jacob and israel he means the son of god who received power from the father over our life and after having received this brought it down to us who were far off from him when he appeared on earth and was conversant with men mingling and mixing the spirit of god the father with the creature formed by god that man might be after the image and likeness of god this beloved is the preaching of the truth and this is the manner of our redemption and this is the way of life which the prophets proclaimed and christ established and the apostles delivered and the church in all the world hands on to her children this must we keep with all certainty with a sound will and pleasing to god with good works and right-willed disposition that none should imagine god the father to be other than our creator as the heretics imagine for they despise the god who is and make gods of that which is not and they fashion a father of their own above our creator and imagine that they have found out for themselves something greater than the truth for all these are impious and blasphemers against their creator and against the father 
as we have shown in the exposure and overthrow of knowledge falsely so called and others again reject the coming of the son of god and the dispensation of his incarnation which the apostles delivered and the prophets declared beforehand even such as should be the summing up of mankind as we have shown you in brief and such also are reckoned amongst those who are lacking in faith and others receive not the gifts of the holy spirit and cast away from themselves the prophetic grace watered whereby man bears the fruit of life unto god and these are they of whom isaiah speaks for they shall be saith he as an oak that is stripped of leaves and as a garden that hath no water and such are in no wise serviceable to god seeing that they cannot bear any fruit so then in respect of the three points of our seal error has strayed widely from the truth for either they reject the father or they accept not the son and speak against the dispensation of his incarnation or else they receive not the spirit that is they reject prophecy and of all such must we beware and shun their ways if in very truth we desire to be well pleasing to god and to attain the redemption that is from him end of section two end of the demonstration of the apostolic preaching by irenaeus translated by armitage robinson